dropped the subject. All right, time for some good news and some bad news. Uh, the bad news is it's Monday. There's nothing we can do about that. But the good news is we are back inside of your ears. Thanks for being with us. That's Allie right there, Kevin right here. The show is called Drop the Subject. And uh, I'll start with this, Allie, because someone pointed this out on Twitter. I was finally catching up over the weekend. I've been trying to limit my social media use during the week so that I have more time to masturbate. <laughs> And I you gotta definitely make sure your hands are not being overused. Right, on your phone. Uh, yeah. You know, nothing worse than when I, uh, yeah, think I'm like fingers a li- are tired. Start live live tweeting my masturbation. I get confused. <laughs> um, someone asked how, how why is it when you and I are sitting here doing the show together, you say uh, uh, Allie here and that's Kevin over there, yep. but when you do the show with the bisexual fella on Fridays, you say he's right next to me. Yeah, he. Yeah, you, you make it sound like you're closer with him. You, you, I'm well, an, I am physically I'm a, closer with him. Yeah, but. You're physically closer with him, but are you emotionally closer with him? Uh, uh, wow, you're really, are you upset about this? Well, Is I'm not upset like about a- it, but it's like, here I am, I'm an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. I am not a homosexual. The gayest thing I ever did was cry at the end of Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> and yet, for some reason, I feel like you are trying to turn me from an ally into a um, I, I, an enemy. I, no, I think that what's, what's happened is that we've known each other for so long that we know to keep our distance from one another. Physically, in a in a small confined space. You're saying because of the sexual tension. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying for smells alone. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. I just think that. I mean, for smells alone. You've eaten my dirty blankie oh, before. God. That was a bad bet. Uh, I think I've smelled your socks before. Th- didn't you or- try my wife's placenta? Uh, I, yeah, I think I, tr- no, I don't think I actually ate it. I, I watched eat- you eat it. Oh, I ate it. That's right. Yeah, I-, I think that just because of the history we've had together, it's just important to keep a couple of feet of safety space. Yeah, if you're new to the show, you're trying to figure out what's the relationship between that lesbian there and this uh, straight guy here. It's that I've licked her blankie and she may or may not have tried my wife's placenta. <laughs> that is the relationship that we are building yeah. this show upon. Yeah, so I think that Clayton is, uh, he's new to all this, so oh, he can still it. be in- within close proximity to each other. Plus, I think it makes him feel better to be next to me. I think it's interesting, though, that uh, someone pointed out on the Twitter at DTS Show, for Drop the Subject, DTS Show, uh, that uh, it, it, you know, su- such a subtle thing that I never would have noticed, but that when, when you are uh, talking about us, you, you say, you know, Kevin, all the way over there, but when it's uh, your bisexual friend, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Clayton, he's uh, on my lap right now. Yeah. So. Well, what, what, what people don't know is that we're actually in different studios. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I am right now in the uh, lovely. Uh, let's go. Where's a popular uh, tourist destination right now? Palm Springs. Uh, I'm in Palm Springs, <laughs> California, where uh, I will be later this week. As a matter of fact. Yes, so, now that's true. We get, all will be getting pretty excited for that, and we'll give you an opportunity to join us if you keep listening to the show. I'll tell you how to get into the Channel Q Coachella Casa. Uh, although I think I'm the only one calling it that. That is not caught on like I was hoping it would. No, no, no. I, uh, I think it's, you. Sound aren't like you a all dad. partied out though, Allie? Because you were raging all weekend. I was. I was. Well, the weekend before. I went to an adult party, and this weekend I went to a child's party, ugh. a one-year-old birthday party. And you know what? Yeah, you say ugh, and the first one-year-old birthday party I went to sucked because it was at a park and there was no booze. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was mine, my my daughter's one-year-old no, birthday No, yours party. was awesome because you had uh, whiskey snow cones. Oh, that's right, yeah. And yeah. and now this one that's that That's my I... secret to parenting, by the way. <laughs> In case you're wondering, how to, it's just whiskey snow cones. Yeah. They're teething. Yeah. Just eating whiskey. It's also snow a very cone. popular homosexual sex position that we'll talk about later. <laughs> oh, the old whiskey snow cone, huh? <laughs> I thought we were just on a, you know, friends, but then whiskey snow cone, and voila, here we are. Oh, it's melting. Gross. Um, so I, I went to another one this past weekend 
for a one-year-old, one-year-old birthday party, and there was dim sum, there was booze, all kinds of booze. I mean, mimosas, bellinis, uh, wine, liquor, tequila, everything, basically. There was karaoke. It was, I'm starting to really become a fan of one-year-old birthday parties when they're done right. Well, here's what I think we can learn from all of this, is that the only thing that makes kids tolerable is alcohol, and lots of it. Also, and this is something you don't have to worry about as a, as a lesbian, but as a straight guy, I think both of the times that I impregnated my wife, uh, it was because both of us were incredibly intoxicated, oh. and uh, we decided to have that uh, you know sloppy drunk sex, and voila, now we have kids. So what I'm learning is alcohol, the cause of and solution to most of my problems. I see, I see. Well, then, then you get then it's a vicious cycle because then you need more alcohol to cope with the more kids, and then yes. the more alcohol you make more kids. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I'm rough. pretty sure that the uh, uh, you know Jim Beam is behind the. Uh, behind pregnancy. He's your baby's dad. Yeah, I think Jim B must be my baby's real father. <laughs> well, I wanted to know, though. I mean, I've, I've assumed you've been to a couple of these things now that you're a, a father. I was at a three-year-old's birthday party this weekend. Uh, I'll have you know. And did you get drunk? They had no booze. See, what the hell's that about? I know. I was disappointed as well. In fact... I got through all of the offerings for beverages, which were like sparkling waters and a couple of fruit juices, and sip- And then I was like, this must be for the adults. It was like a, a giant unmarked jug. I was like, oh, maybe that's moonshine. And I grabbed it and tried to pour a cup of it, and someone stopped me. They're like, that's that's cleaning solution for the gym equipment. <laughs> that's Clorox, please. And I was like, that's okay. I'll still have some. <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll just have- mix it with this sparkling water. I'll have a double. See, what I think they should do with kids' birthday parties is- Cancel them. Is cancel all of them. No. No, I think that they should take what what you did was perfect because you took something that was kid friendly and then you made it adult. And I think that's what will that's what will make adults have a good time at a kid's birthday party. Like I would like a Capri Sun mixed drink. Yes. Like something, you know, where you take little kid things and then you make them adult and make them a party. Like and an then, otter pop that's got vodka in it. Yes, that would be amazing. But I want to know how drunk I how drunk are you allowed to get at these things? Because I think I had four sangrias. All right, this is an and interesting question. And then Katie was really getting well, sloshed at the end of it. And then we were in like a ball pit with the with the baby, with a one-year-old. And I'm like, are we allowed to be doing this? We're around a bunch of balloons, like hitting them at her. And I was like, I don't know if we're responsible enough to be around a child when we're this intoxicated. As a lesbian, I'm shocked you even went into the ball pit. <laughs> there was no vagina pit. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't say, can we have to all these balls out of here? We just jump into this... Empty pit, make us more comfortable. Um, I, I'll tell you, the question you're asking is a good question because there are certain situations that you're expected to be incredibly, you know, not expected to, but if you get incredibly inebriated, it's okay. Except it's like you. you go to Vegas, bachelor party, wedding, whatever. Right. And then okay. the concept is kids' birthday party. Is there a judgmental thing? Now, you are the rare, in some ways, you know, you think about the makeup of who's at a kids' birthday party. It's a lot of the the people that will be drinking. Obviously, the kids aren't going to drink because they're a bunch of squares. <laughs> no, it's because they can't. Because they can't hold their liquor, literally. It's, it's illegal. They can't hold it. Let's point that out. It's illegal, and we're not condoning force-feeding alcohol to, to infants. <laughs> However, um, most of the adults there, you would think, have... They're either family of the child, or mm-hmm. they, or they, have, their they, own they have their own kids. Right. So. At some point... That just leaves the old lesbians. When, when two hours goes by or when the party's over, you can't just turn off being hammered. And <laughs> if you've got actual kids, you've got to probably drive them home, right? Yeah, right. So 
there would be a stigma, I think, if parents of kids that were there got incredible, especially if both of them got drunk, because it seems like they didn't really plan their afternoon out well. And so, okay, uh, so but we're in the clear because we don't have any responsibilities. Oh, you're like, in the queer. You were definitely in the queer. <laughs> we were in the queer room. So, I, that, so that, yeah. you're in the. You're in the you're I'm in the, the minority spot. where I don't have a lot of. I, I don't have. They're not like, oh, why, why aren't you taking care of your kid? Because I have no kid. I can just play with someone else's kid and then go be drunk at home and sleep it off. That's the. You're. You are. In some ways, I always think about this when I go to like a wedding and I think who's benefiting most from being at the wedding. And I always think like, well, a single guy. You know, oftentimes I feel like it's to take full it, a nice feast on his own schedule. Uh. Didn't have to wait around for his date getting ready. Meanwhile, he's going to drink as much as he wants. He almost gets a free paid for first date if he's hitting on other people that are there. True. They get the most benefit of that experience. Mm. And if you're not that close, if you don't, if you're, if you're like um, not in the inner circle where you have to do photos and all that other crap, like. You oh, yeah. Have, plus one's the best status. Plus one is a good status, but there's still an obligation there sometimes because you have to like, you, you know the only reason you're there is because you're the plus one and you can't mess it up for them. If you're the acquaintance that is like just made the cut, I feel like you're in the best possible scenario. At a kid's birthday party, I think you're in the best possible scenario. You're not pregnant. You're not, uh, you don't have kids there. You don't really have a relation. It's not like it's a cousin of yours or whatever where it's no. like, oh, a drunk alley again, yeah. drunk Aunt alley. So you... You can take full advantage of all of the delicious kids' treats like chicken fingers and little hot dogs. Plus, well, this was salmon and dim sum. Well, that's right. I mean, it was even better. That sounds like a great name for a lesbian bar. Uh, by it the was, way. <laughs> but I, I'm in an even better situation because I, well, I mean, we're friends, not super close friends, but we're pretty good friends. I went to the wedding a couple of years ago, and I caught the bouquet and did won a dance competition. So I was already sort of a celebrity at the wedding that's for the, killing it at the wedding. Let's not throw that word celebrity around so loosely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was getting recognized at this sure. one-year-old birthday party like crazy. They were like, "You were the one who." Caught the bouquet and you were dancing like crap. And I was like, that's right. They were like, that burly... We talked for a half an hour that night. I'm like, I don't know who you are. There's that burly lesbian that trampled six other bridesmaids <laughs> to rip some carnations out of someone's hand. But I think that there is, there was a, like, we left at a good time because when we, like, if we had stayed an extra probably 15 to 30 minutes, I think we really would have made an ass of ourselves because there was a moment where, well, there were, there were several babies there and there were two. Asian babies. Oh boy. And Katie <laughs> Here we go. And and it's been a it's been a good hanging out with you here on Channel Q. This is the comment that is going to probably lead to our next firing. No. Go ahead, Allie. It wasn't me. No. Okay. Go ahead. There Allie. was two Okay, well the the baby was one the one that was turning 1 years old. She's a Chinese baby. And then there was another Asian baby mm-hmm. from a woman who's Japanese. And Katie got drunk oh and asked the mom how they were related. <laughs> and well, the that. woman was like, we're not related, <laughs> you racist. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's time to go. It's Here, time to go home Here's now. what I'm going to say to defend your, uh, your racist drunk wife is that... It is racist in a certain extent. <laughs> That's not no, no, let me finish. <laughs> let me hear the sound. She's a horrible racist. She's no, racist. It, it is racist to a certain extent to assume, oh, all of these people of whatever nationality look the same. They must be related. They must. No, but it was a but family. Like here's the thing with babies. I will say this: all babies look alike. All babies look similar, even if 
in my opinion, even if they're black baby, white baby, Asian baby, Indian baby, they they all look similar to a certain extent. And I do not know for the life of me, like I get, I I am like infant racist to a certain extent because I just think they all look. Like, I've gone up to a kid and be like, hey, uh, Joey, what's up, Joey? And then someone's like, this is not this Joey. This is Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, sorry. yeah, you don't know the sex, you don't know the race. It's no, true, I they're agree. They're all this kind of like these alien looking, you know, they're, they're all, you could say cute or strange looking or whatever, well, awkward. And it's, it was like a situation where there's a lot of family there, so you assumed that a lot of the other babies that were there were all related to, like that it was a family affair, well, right? Don't ask any questions ever. I mean, that's really, because I, I, I heard Katie went up to the dim sun like, and said, how are you related to the baby? <laughs> Which just made no sense. Hey, we'll be back in a moment, hopefully. My little dumpling. Uh, we will... Uh, <laughs> adorable, adorable joke. Love we fit it in. This is Drop the Subject. It's the all-new Channel Q. Complaints, uh, send them care of Ali. Uh, and we will be back right after uh, this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. And this is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Uh, I'm Allie. Kevin is way, way over there because Aye. I cannot stand to be next to him. No, I'm just kidding. I, you, if you want to sit closer, you no. can. No, no, especially because... I just don't think you want to. I don't. I like my personal space, and also it does seem like pretty much since we started this show, we've just been passing germs back and forth, even though we've been sitting so far apart. I that can only, is, yes. I can only imagine time. what will happen when we start sitting next to each other. I, I think that we would just continuous. I don't think we would ever be healthy. I think we would just be passing on the same sickness. It, it, it would be like this place is a petri dish. Have we ever been healthy? I mean, is there is there a time when you can remember that we were ever healthy for like uh, more than a month? More than yeah, more than a month. I I actually don't think so. And I think that we're becoming one of those people where you you're like they're always sick. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person, but I feel like we've become that person. But it's hard in a situation where there's a, it's like musical microphones in the station. You know, there are a lot of shows going on all the time and everyone can't always be healthy all the time. So as soon as one person is healthy, we are like a little family passing around these viruses. Plus, so. excuse me for sounding ignorant here, Allie, but I think some of the people just sit on the microphones here, right? So we yeah. don't know if we're talking. They're not all one. talk shows. They're not all talk <laughs> shows. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know which mic I'm talking into right now. Um, a listener tweeted at us over the weekend um a guy named ed loyal listener very nice guy and he knows that we you and i have had ongoing discussions battles arguments about uh, what is better dogs or cats i have two cats you have one dog an old dog but a dog still kicking and uh thanks for making that depressing (laughs) jeez and uh, he pointed out that there was a new article that was making the rounds about who is happier, people who own dogs or people who own cats. Ah, I know the answer without even knowing the article, is that people that own cats are fake happier, but they even know that their cats are trying to kill them, so they're scared, (laughs) but they're fake happy. The only thing that makes us happy is telling people that we have cats. Right, telling people you have cats and trying to one-up people on the amount of cats you have. (laughs) I've got three, but we're thinking about bringing in a rescue. Yeah, I wonder what the amount of animals has to do with a study like this because they, they, they ruled, which I think this is BS, that people who own dogs are happier than people who own cats. I think this is untrue for a number of reasons. Number one... Very true for a lot of reasons. I, I think that when you have a dog, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it. You have to go to a restaurant or a bar or wherever you're going and you have to constantly think about who's taking care of the dog. What do we have to do with the dog? Why don't we make sure that there's a house sitter or a dog walker or this type of person that's going to make sure that they don't crap all over over the house 
With cats, you can have way more freedom. We can go away for an entire weekend and not even have to think about the cats. So Yeah, but didn't you have to put tinfoil all over your furniture so the cats wouldn't spray their urine? That was... No. No. That was, was that throwing so, up was on the couch. Was that so your wife wouldn't spray her urine? I always forget the story. Who's, she likes to claim her territory. <laughs> <laughs> it was a new couch. No, I thought that that's what you said. You have to keep the cats off of furniture because they will... There was a time where we had to put tin foil all over the surfaces of the house because when we were gone they would freak out and say come back come back let's pee all over everything right. and so, maybe so, they'll come back but I don't that doesn't happen anymore but wasn't there also a time when you were trying to sell a mattress and you weren't sure if you should disclose whether or not the mattress was covered with urine stains from your cats okay. that again was a while ago okay, and so, they have not peed on the new mattress so these are two different instances I've brought up mm-hmm. actually multiple different instances I've brought up of your cats proving that they are just as no so what What about you? I mean, you have dog pee and poop all over the house, too. Sure. You're absolutely right. I do. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. <laughs> but, but yeah, Your dog goes in the house so much that you have a little pad. It's basically like a litter box for your dog. So right. what's the difference? And then? she's found a way to go all around it without getting any on the actual <laughs> pad. It's truly remarkable. I mean, I would say it's a talent. But, but my question for you is you started this by saying... Dog owners can't possibly be happier than cat owners because they are always thinking about, I got to take care of this, got to walk that. But you're in, we're both coming home to the same mess. It's true, but I don't have to walk my cat. I choose to sometimes, but yeah. I don't have to take my cat out for a walk. And you have to. You can't leave your dog home alone for 24 hours. It doesn't know how to feed itself. It doesn't know how to stay alive without you being there on a regular basis. Cat's not going to feed itself. I mean, come on. Yes, it does feed itself. If you leave food for it, the cat's not going to the fridge. Yeah, but your dog can't do that. You can't just leave a bowl of food and be gone for two days. Probably could. Or they got all these uh, devices now, these wired devices, where uh, you send, you know, you, you check on the dog through like an iPad, and you send it a treat. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess if you just if you can afford a robot dog walker and oh, feeder, then uh, yeah. Yes, uh, I understand the point. If it's a well trained dog and a well trained cat, the dog is still going to take more responsibility. And and the concept of you leaving your cat or cats alone for seventy two hours. I mean, sometimes won't you just let them? No, they're not outdoor cats. But some people no. they just they just let their cats roam around the neighborhood for months at a time. Oh yeah, and they yeah. don't even see them, and they uh, still talk. Would- Yeah, we would do that, but they would die. But I think that the other thing is that with dogs, you have to always worry about them eating crap. I mean, they are like babies in a lot of ways. It's like, oh, no, like my sister just had to take her dog to the vet for it had to get fluids. It cost like three thousand dollars because it ate a bunch of raisin bran muffins. Oh, I thought you were going to say ate her underwear. I was so jealous. (laughs) But my cat won't really eat that stuff. The other thing is the only thing I could think about with this study that would make any sense to me is that people who own dogs are usually couples and people that own cats are usually single losers they're single losers right so when they're doing a study like this they're saying oh people who own cats are less happy it's probably because they're single and maybe they correlate that with being lonely or being less happy or whatever. I have and a couple of friends, though. It's an interesting theory. I'm not going to dismiss it. But I have a couple of friends that after they broke up with a you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, they immediately went and got a dog as kind of their instant companionship. And in some ways... Is a rebound? It was like a rebound relationship. 
I used to only be into redheads, but now I'm into Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> oh, that was fun while it lasted. I'm going to bring you back to the shelter now. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a one-night shelter stand. I'm going to post a picture of us so that Jared sees it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, no. In, in, in ser- Let me just get these dingleberries out before the photo. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a real thing. And, and a lot of these guys that were like super depressed after the are like, oh man, if it wasn't for Sparky or whatever, I, I don't know if I would have ever gotten out of this funk, but this dog taught me how to live again, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I, but people don't, I don't think they do that with cats because I think a lot of the people with cats were never in a relationship to begin with. Yeah, I think that when you are, especially if you own multiple cats, like three plus, I think that when you reach a certain age, you decide... I'm not going to go on vacation much, but if I did, I would want to be able to leave my cats alone, but I'm probably just going to get like three cats because I've reached the age of 50 and I'm probably going to be in the same situation for another 10, 20 years. Well, when you buy like five lean cuisines at the same time, don't they send you a cat in the mail? Isn't that how it works? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can always tell the lady at you know the pet store who has a cart full of wet food i can picture her f- apartment i can picture how many cats she has right. i can picture her life very very clearly and so that i think that what they're talking about when they're talking about who's happier i think they're talking about that lady specifically listen we uh, we've talked to crazy cat people before i mean i thought you were one of them with your two cats but we've talked to women before that have had 10 12 cats they do seem insane but they also do seem happy that's true. Yeah. And they're, like I said, they are happiest when they're showing other people the funny thing that their cat did or, mm. you know, whatever. Never that funny. But my cat peed on this week. Never. So, so fluffy. Never that funny. So we've proven once again nothing other than that dogs are better and dog owners are happier and dogs like their owners a lot more than cats who uh, pretty much hate their owners, correct? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad we could solve that problem here on the all new Channel Q. I think what, the least happy animals are cats. Drop Definitely. the subject. We will be back in a moment. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the all-new Channel Q. That is Allie. Uh, this is Kevin. And you are you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Of course, you can always interact with the show. Lots of ways to get in touch. Give us a call. 833-77-CALL-Q. Once again, 833-77-CALL-Q. You just call in, give us your thoughts, maybe join in on the fun. We will not try to sell you a timeshare, we promise. Unless you're looking, in which case, we got quite a few really good deals to tell you about. Uh, also, you can hit us up on the socials. We are Channel Q. is for the station. You can find us at DTS Show for Drop the Subject. Show, uh, Ali, I want to uh, go ahead and give my condolences to any eligible bachelorettes out there. Don Lemon is off the market. <laughs> well, I read that headline. I said Don, it said Don Lemon got engaged and I was really confused because I didn't know that guy's name and I thought it was Jack Lemon. No, Jack Lemon is a very old white man. <laughs> and I was like, that guy? I thought he was dead. Yeah. And then I was like, are people now proposing to people who are dead? Yeah, it this does is happen. crazy. Uh, dead no, posals? Don, uh, Don Lemon, as you know, a... Uh, very, CNN reporter. Very uh, proud member of the LGBTQ community, also on CNN. Um, you know, gotten into some, you know, I, I, I actually, without getting too political about anything, I enjoy watching him because when he gets perplexed or frustrated by something going on in the world, usually in politics, he's not afraid to really let that 
show. I mean, how how crazy he thinks some of the stuff is, and I I appreciate that from him. He's also very he's very watchable. He's got a very watchable guy. He's got a good personality. I don't know much about him, but I know that when I see him, even if he's delivering news that's not great news, he does it in a way that I'm like, ah, oh man, that guy's yeah. like he's speaking right to my heart. Yeah, you know? that's how I feel about Rachel Maddow. I'm like, just because of your haircut, I believe everything you're saying. Well, Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow, I think, go to the same barber, so I can mention that another time. <laughs> Don Lemon goes in and says, give me the Maddow. Yeah, and she says, give me the lemon. It's fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they haven't made that a reality show. But what's funny is how they how he got proposed to. Oh, I was going to... That's part of the reason I wanted to bring this up, because um, proving once again why dogs are better than cats, which I thought we were done talking about. He could have done this with cats. Don't could've, even. But he didn't. Smart man. And he used his dog for the uh, proposal. Does that work for dogs or no? Well, what he did was he got dog collars made, right, that had the proposal on them. And then he put the collars on their two dogs, which were named, what was it, like Boomer and Barky or something. And... uh it said, Dad, will you marry Pop or whatever? Barkley, not Barky. Okay. Boomer and Barkley. <laughs> okay. No. Um, Don't ruin their special Okay, moment. I'm sorry. I didn't want to knock their creativity of their dog name choices. Um, so basically, the dogs were the dogs were basically proposing to the boyfriends to say, you guys should get married. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Also, we should point out, it was one of those proposals that I think ha- it happened over the weekend, but I think it was on one of their birthdays, and that's when I've talked to you about this before the the double dipping the enga- trying to get something additional out of the engagement. Sometimes people wait to do it, you know, on a holiday. It's almost like they get a twofer if they do it on Christmas morning or they do it on a birthday. You don't have to get a gift. I think a lot of times people get engaged because they're just like, I can't think of any other gifts, so I just got to get a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think engagement is definitely a good way to go if you're broke, um, and and it's definitely something that's memorable. But I I think that it's interesting to use your pets as. I mean that that's definitely a gay the gayest proposal I can ever think of. If if I had been proposed to first, I mean I proposed to my wife first. And I did it with, with wine and cheese, which is yeah. great options. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, if I if I had been proposed to and they had used my pet in the proposal, oh, that would be the most romantic thing I could ever think of. Well, when I proposed a cat or a dog. when I proposed to my wife, the excuse I used to get her to the beach was that uh, I think the our dog had run away. I there. think our dog <laughs> has to take a big crap. <laughs> And she goes. So you did it too. Says uh, right. So she and she says. So why don't you just take the dog out? And I, which is usually the solution to that problem when we have it. And I said, oh, it would be really nice if you came and watched the dog crap with me. Uh, I did not do a good job of setting the foreground, but meanwhile, that's you're like, oh, what's in this crap? Yeah, it's a ring. She had to sort through it, and that's when we found it was a ring, but it was ring worm. So it was a horrible way to this find it. This ring out. is moving. Um, no, but uh, we took her to, that's how I got her down to the uh, beach, and then that's when the uh, proposal happened. So you proposed to your wife with your dog there? Yes, that's right. Okay. The dog was there. Um, and did the dog, I mean, was the dog just running around on the beach or were you holding the dog like, hey, we're proposing to you together? Well, I think the dog, I had a guy that came out of the bushes playing guitar, playing a song on guitar. Oh and God, I think that, that, re- terrifying. that really freaked out the dog. Yeah. Uh, so it, and the guy was also playing a song that I didn't realize at the time was actually a breakup song. 
Oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think that, that's a super creepy song. I think it's it? a stalker song or a breakup song. Yeah. I didn't realize the guy only knew like four songs. So it was either that or like Guantanamera. <laughs> it was like not a lot of options that would have made sense. The dogs out. Uh, now he unfortunately didn't know that one. So that would have been great. It, so anyway, yeah, I use the dog, but not in the same way that they use the dog. Where, yeah. um, but I do think that that's. It's a, it's a, look, you would expect a nice gay couple to have a nice gay proposal, and they did have a, in my opinion, a very gay proposal. Yeah, and a lot of us gays think of our pets as our children, so having the, the, the quote-unquote children be a part of the proposal is very special. I just would imagine if you've got the collars on and they're just kind of running around the house, when when do you take a moment to be like, oh, look at what, oh, bo- Boomer, what do you have on your collar there? Or if it's like you present the collars without the dogs on them. like We'll never know. And I, and I think that it's only, this would only work for dogs or m- maybe a cat, but you can't go hamster, turtle, there's no other pet that I think would make it romantic you're like well, the con- proposal's on the hamster wheel but it keeps going so fast con- congratulations <laughs> to uh, Don Lemon and his real estate uh, boyfriend or fiance now I guess uh, congrats on um, I'm sure that's how he introduces him getting this into- is my real estate boyfriend uh, he's a real estate boyfriend he does real estate I think if, <laughs> if I read if I read the article correctly you are now uh, well, uh, welcome to our world, all right? It's all fun and smiles and Instagram posts now. And Allie's been married six months now to her wife. I've been married almost six years now to my wife. Let me tell you, this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. Start thinking about who's going to get custody of those dogs, all right? Yeah. We'll be be- yeah wait, wait till you get the next engraving that goes, uh, we need to break up. All right? We'll <laughs> Look be- at the collar. Time for us to bark up. We'll be back in a moment. This is the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Uh, news it or lose it is coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Thank you for checking us out. I'm Allie, and that's Kevin, and we uh, have to take another break. But before we do, we must give you the headlines for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. I will give you some headlines. We will decide what we will news and things that we lose we will never speak of again. Here's your first headline. She lived for 99 years with organs all in the wrong places. <laughs> I know you th- I know you want me to lose it. But once again, I am intrigued. She's like okay. uh, she's kind of like Tetris but with organs. But I'm going to Oh, my heart is beating. Uh, I'm going like to where her appendix is. I'm going to lose it. Okay. Um, in the new age of robot cashiers, Hackers yep. eat yep. free. Let's do it. Okay. I, I, I was. I'm so interested in this. You know, I think robots are finally going to be our demise. So I can't wait to find out about the uh, robot cashier hacking scandals. Yeah, yeah. When hackers can outsmart robots, it's always good. Uh, so that's why you get headaches with your period. Huh. <laughs> now my wife says it's because of me, but I'm going to say let's lose that mm, for the sexist. sake of for the sake of the uh, of the audience. Uh, let's lose it. All right, and finally, there's all kinds of updates with Coachella. Uh, I don't know what's scarier, that Solange is not playing anymore or that 
someone's died already. So I think we should probably break some of that down. Yeah, uh, it's always interesting as you get into now. Here we are Monday. The show starts on Friday, um, so we're uh, getting pretty damn close to it. And uh, this is when the headlines start coming in in droves. So let's news that. Coachella, robot cashiers, and more. Uh, we will get into that, plus everything else we have in store for you next hour, right here on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. Another hour begins right now. Once again, just as a reminder, if you got the short-term memory loss like we do, uh, I forgot my name. Uh, well, anyway, that's Allie, Allie right there. Oh. oh, no. I'm Kevin. That's Allie. That's how we do things. This is Drop the Subject on the all-new Channel Q, giving everyone a voice. Of course, we like to say this is a totally interactive and totally inclusive environment. Uh, later on this hour, we'll tell you how you can hang out with us at the Channel Q Coachella Casa, which is happening uh, later this week. Very excited about that. Uh, so we will have feet on the ground, combat boots on the ground, as Allie likes to say, in Palm Springs. And we will get into that, plus so much more. Uh, thanks for being with us for the first time. And if you're returning, it's good to have you back. You can check us out. Of course, radio, radio.com, smart speakers as well. Uh, just yell out, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Uh, give me some of that sweet, sweet Channel Q on the Radio.com app. And just yeah. like that, we're in your ears at home or wherever you want us. And make sure you say Q because you have to, you have to really pronounce that. Otherwise, they'll play something like CBS Channel 2 or something. You don't want that. Trust you know, me. No, Trust me when I say boring. not nearly as much uh, pizzazz as we have here on the all-new channel. Yeah. You didn't know. You didn't see that on Radio Land, but I did jazz hands right you there. You did do jazz hands. And you just, did them well. Did they, you committed. I think I just hurt my finger on that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into uh, the news or lose it portion. Then we will uh, get into some of the other stuff we have planned for you this hour, including a new trend, alley that is called... Sleep divorces. Yes, apparently it's the one thing that can save relationships. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later this hour. But uh, right now, news it or lose it, the news portion. Okay. Kevin, what do you think is the biggest bummer Coachella update so far? Number one, Solange Knowles, Beyonce's sister, will unfortunately not be performing at this year's festival. Was she in Destiny's Child? No. No, that's Beyonce. No, no, I know, but I thought there was, a, there was a two other girls, too. There were, but they neither of them are Beyonce's sister. I have a real problem with uh, sibling, famous people's siblings who are also famous. Especially when they were not famous at all to begin with before Beyonce got famous. And I get it. Like, if you're growing up and your older brother or sister is super successful, really rich, looks like they're having a good time, you, I understand why you would say, I want some of that as well, but it... I always question it. Like you're not always going to get uh, siblings that are as successful as Ron Howard and Clint Howard. You know, sometimes <laughs> and you Jamie Lynn Spears. Right. I mean, it's just sometimes <laughs> it's just it, I don't I don't know why I have a negative feeling. And I, I guess she's look. I guess people like her, but it's also if you have Beyonce saying. Check out Solange. I, 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 it almost feels like an unfair advantage. Yeah, but when it's a big mega star like that, I can kind of understand a little bit. It's the ones that are like B and C list celebrities that have siblings that are trying to make it. You know, it's like here's Brock Sawa, and you're like, oh, Devin Saw what? Like I don't even remember Devin Sawa. Why would we do that? Anyway, so she's not going to be there due to major production delays. The, she won't be performing. So. They Coachella and her send their sincerest apologies. What so does that mean, major production delays? I don't know. I feel like that is such an airline excuse. But but you can't give an airline excuse five days out. I mean that's <laughs> that's the craziest part of it. If you're gonna it's say maintenance issues, if you're gonna say major production delays, 
then I, that would that seems to me like something you'd have to announce day of. I mean, if you're going to say something now, you got to go with the other great excuse, which is just exhaustion or dehydration. Yeah, or laryngitis. That's always a good one. Yeah, I mean, everyone's that's sick always right one that now. no one's questioned. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the other thing I can't figure out. They got like a million artists that are performing at all these festivals this year, and I know some of them cancel, but for the most part. Like a good percentage of them are going to be performing, and I got news for you: most of the people I know are sick right now. Like, how are these artists not sick right now? Is there some special drug they get that keeps them healthy? No. It's just like an EpiPen version of like some. I don't know what it is. It's almost like maybe being around partying constantly and doing all this, actually maybe all the alcohol and drugs, whatever, it kills all the bacteria. That yeah, it's would basically be... like a vaccine, like oh, a rock gotta, and roll vaccine. I got to get into that lifestyle. Okay, bummer story number two: someone died already at Coachella. Uh, Some guy who was helping set up, he fell. uh, 49-year-old guy from San Diego. And uh, yeah, he basically was setting up the stage and uh, he fell 60 feet while setting up for the first weekend of Coachella. And uh, he, Christopher Griffin, very, very sad story. You know, um, it was about two years ago, I think three years ago, maybe Northern California when they were taking down Bottle Rock, another festival. Oh, that's right. And uh, one of the guys that was on that crew, you know, taking down the stage. I mean, it's, look, they're they're up on high scaffolding. They're moving all sorts of heavy parts around. I, I, I would imagine, you know, there's something more glamorous to the story because it's associated with these music festivals. This, unfortunately, probably does happen on a semi-regular basis with, you know, construction sites, et cetera. People are just dangerous work. I, I see people changing out billboards all the time, and I think to myself, I don't know how much they make, but it's not enough. they got to climb up there. I saw guys the other day across the street from my house. Their job was to uh, cut the dead leaves off of a palm tree that must have been 500 feet high. I mean, oh, these God. were palm trees that have been there forever. And they put on those spiky shoes and yeah. they climb all the way up. That's cool, though, and, though, that they get to go up on the spiky shoes. It, well, it's cool the that, that they're doing that, but then they they got a machete with them up there. They're hacking away at these... And I think to myself... What is one in four of these guys die? I mean, it's, I don't know how they could do that job. Like the yeah. trees swaying back and forth. The guys up there, you're guys, down there being like iced tea. Yeah, how do I get this to you? Well, it wasn't my tree. I was, I was, uh, I was you just watching. Observer. I was you just, just filming. I was the creepy filming. guy in the window. I was waiting for the story. <laughs> I, I wonder because you know how a bunch of people died building the Golden Gate Bridge, right? It's like very high up. It's a legendary thing that they were building, and then you know you talk about the making of it and the history of it and you know they, they, these people it was almost like it wasn't like they were proud of it but it was like we were making history and all these people died and then to think of all these festivals and all the people who have died setting up these big iconic festivals right. and how that might compare it's just interesting but that's at least I mean look there's no way to sugarcoat what happened it's a, it's a terribly sad story for a variety of reasons but you think about the people that go to the festivals and then, you know, you always hear the sad story of a kid that took too much ecstasy or whatever and his heart exploded. Yeah. And that just gets, in some ways, I mean, that gets a lot of attention as well. But that guy... That guy wasn't even, didn't probably even care about going to Coachella. He was just like, I'm here right. setting up. He's doing, doing his job. Yep. Doing his job. And, and you, you would like to believe that all uh. these safety precautions that could, could have been taken were taken. We talk about the Golden Gate Bridge, all the people that died building that. That was like back in the early 1900s or whatever. Yeah. I don't even think they had ladders back then. No, you'd think that, uh, yeah, the human ladders. Disaster. You'd think. <laughs> you think. just on each other's shoulders. Shoulders. Come on, Bill. 
There's only like one fat guy left. He's got to climb off everyone else. They didn't plan it well. <laughs> and then finally, bummer story number three. Uh, if you are a fan of the Church of Jesus, he has announced that he is doing a Sunday service in coincidence with his performance at Coachella on Easter Sunday. So if you really want to have a nice religious day at Coachella, I know that you're always thinking of of uh, being godly and you know celebrating religion on in Easter I don't know how religion works but if you want to watch him give you a Sunday service that's also a possibility all right all right if you're gonna ask me to rank those stories from mo- biggest Status. biggest bummer biggest to bummer. uh the biggest bummer is that Solange is famous <laughs> I think that's the biggest bummer no the guy who died is number one yep. uh, Solange being famous too Solange famous too and then the uh, the, the, the Church of Jesus yeah. is uh, three I think yeah all right uh with robot cashiers comes hacking and this is very exciting there are a lot of people being replaced by robots a lot of people are losing their jobs to robots and mcdonald's is one of them they've they've had a uh, they have uh, locations now where you can just order what you want via a screen you don't have to deal with anybody you get your burger and you move on well now people are finding out how to hack into these systems and uh, these two guys posted a video hacking into a McDonald's self-service machine, they hacked it into giving them 11 free burgers. And basically, they... I don't even think they had some weird code or anything. They basically just selected a bunch of dollar hamburger options on the menu. They requested 10 of them. And then they, uh, like, did something else to, like, discount the amount that they were... I don't know how it works. But they basically put different orders in to minus that amount and then it ended up being zero dollars and then they were like all right here's 10 burgers for zero dollars and they basically just found a workaround so now mcdonald's has to go in and fix that the bug in order to make that not happen but i think that this is not the first time this is going to happen i think everyone is going to be finding ways to hack into any number of of uh you know fast food or otherwise self-service machines to get free stuff if you think about it that show extreme couponing was similar in the sense that these people figured out a way to dupe the system. I mean, yeah. what they did was not illegal, but they figured out ways to... They found a workaround. Yeah, a right, exactly. Yeah. If you bought the right amount of things on the right day in the right quantity and used the right combination of coupons that you were actually getting stuff for free, which I don't think was ever the goal of, you know, their, their feeling when they put out all these coupons, codes, et cetera, is that, you know, whatever, 2% of the people are going to use them and they're going to probably end up spending more on other stuff. So they're going to end up making money anyway. Net, the concept of hacking into machines or scanning, because I think what it'll really be, if, if, if the future I think will be, the future of hacking, at least I hope, is people are going to figure out a way to, um, with a scan, you know, the, the bar, the barcode, right? Because if you scan your own groceries or whatever on a self-checkout, mm-hmm. if you have some sort of a barcode that can either manipulate the machine or make everything a penny yeah. or whatever else, that I think, you know, then you're still going through the motions of swiping item, swiping item, swiping item. But what they don't realize is you've got like an index card with a barcode that you're putting there. And Yeah, but even that, it's like you get what you put into it. It's like the, the street couponers, they spend so much time sure, figuring right. out how to do that. Right. And you would have to find a lot of time finding how to hack the self-scanning machine in that way to find that perfect barcode. And then you'd have to probably create that barcode and then stick it on the existing barcodes. And then, I mean, that would be... But if anybody found that out, that would be pretty amazing. Uh, Just going to the self-checkout. One time I thought that uh, I I could dupe the system because I had a case of... uh, I think it was a case of... um, 
iced tea or something like that. It was like 24 cans. And I put it on the scale and I typed in it was grapes instead. And I didn't realize that that weight of grapes is actually so much more expensive than the iced tea. <laughs> like $140 worth of grapes. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's iced tea. So, well, I think the, the, the only reason that I like to use the self-checkout is because I like to say that things are conventional when they're not organic. I know you're a, you're a thief. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah, so you are like way your you. conventional apples, and I'm like, I got three pounds of organic apples right here, and no one's checking the sticker. So, ha ha! I the, am hacking the system. Is that the word for not organic? Conventional? Yeah, conventional. Well, that's what they say. Yeah. Huh? They say it on my weird produce boxes. I didn't realize. So I order e- them. everything that you, so conventional. So if I were to describe your looks as conventional, that would be accurate. <laughs> No, I have an organic look. Okay, well, both are true, actually. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not processed. That is uh, that is also true. Well, not until college, at least. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, Drop the Subject. Uh, now you've learned a few things. We'll be back in a moment to talk about this new trend. It is called sleep divorces. What is it? How can we get one? We'll talk about that next, right here on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie and Kevin hanging with you. Thanks for hanging with us. You can follow the show at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram, or you can always give us a call at 833-77-CALL-Q. That's the number, right? 833-77-CALL-Q? That'll get you to us. Yep, and you can ask us anything. It's all show long. It's a gay MA. All week long, pretty much. So anything you got on your mind, don't hesitate to give us a call. I know it's scary talking to people on the phone, but we are there for you. And so is Channel Q. If you want to go to Pride, you go to wearechannelq.com and you could possibly be going to New York to visit and celebrate New York City Pride. This is brought to you by Shopper Hoffer Grapefruit and Pomegranate. They are celebrating Pride. They are helping you unleash your pride. So all you have to do is go to wearechannelq.com. You enter to win. And if you do win, you get $1,000 in Delta Airlines vouchers. You get a four-night hotel stay in New York City. Pride is twenty, the June 27th through the 30th, and it's a national contest. You have to be 21, and your guest has to be 21. So make sure those are, uh, those are true before you enter. But once you do, you could be on a plane going to New York City for the best Pride event of the year. So just enter to win. We are ChannelQ.com. You know... I'm not sure how you and your girlfriend, uh, excuse me, wife, I was trying to make your relationship sound sexy again, <laughs> you guys sleep at night um, as far as same bed, do you spoon, you go side by side, do you... Uh, well, we have a, we have person, cat, person, cat. Right. So it's tra- like a traditional lesbian, lesbian. kitty sandwich. It's called traditional lesbian. Yeah. Uh, what was the word used for instead of organic? Um, conventional. Conventional. That's called conventional <laughs> lesbian sleep style. Yeah. But we don't really spoon anymore. I think that we used to do that, and then it just gets all hot and sticky. It's really hard to go from spoon to scissor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a totally different drawer. My wife and I sleep like this. She sleeps in the giant king-size bed, and I sleep on the couch in the living room. Wait, is that like a regular thing? Well, it has been a regular thing as of late because she claims my snoring has gotten bad as a result of me being sick. And I don't know if you've seen these giant nostrils I carry around with me every day. Oh, Apparently I can see them. Makes the uh, makes the snoring echo that much more. <laughs> uh, but regardless, it is like a little speaker. She used to wear earplugs, but she can't wear the earplugs anymore because she was getting vertigo. <laughs> so now I am on the couch where I can snore all I want, but 
I wake up and my neck is all jacked up today because I slept on the couch and the couch separated while I was sleeping on it. You know, the, the, Oh, the L. So I kind of woke up where in a really bad position. Long story short, this is supposed to actually be good for our relationship because (laughs) sleep divorces are a new trend now on the uptick. And, um, I wrote an article years ago for Playboy about how I thought that I Love Lucy was actually onto something. You know, it looks oh, so, yeah. looks crazy when you see that old show. You're like, wow, they're sleeping in separate beds. And the answer is because you couldn't show uh, anyone sleeping in the same bed as a redhead on TV. That was offensive. <laughs> what? That's no, no, not right. No, the real reason was because you couldn't show uh, a, a, a man and a woman sleeping in bed together. Yeah, but then when they decided they wanted to make love, they would push the beds together. Yes. Which is definitely a really hot floor play. Yeah. No, no, no denying it's that. foreplay. It is absolutely, you're right. There's nothing sexier <laughs> uh, than two people pushing a bed together. Just so you they get that sight. No, you get, ugh, forget it. And, push and then when that other. separates, then you both fall. But, um... I do agree that they were onto something because taking your own space to get a good night's sleep, like if you're not actually sleeping together, if you're not actually making love, I don't think that there should be pressure on you as a couple to be all over each other while you're trying to get some shut eye. I think that's a, a, a thing that happens with new couples. You want to breathe each other in all night long or Forget whatever that, that is. But that, that, that definitely passes pretty quickly. I don't think anybody's comfortable when they're in each other's arms all night. I don't think that it means that you're not in love with the other person if you don't want to be touching them all night. My, uh, my wife's parents... When they go on, they've been sleeping in the same queen bed together for whatever, 30 years. But when they go on vacation, they get, a, they when they say, do you want a one bed or two? They always say two. Smart. They should do that at home as well. I don't know why. They, that's like their special treat for themselves on vacation. Yeah. She was like, they sleep in separate beds when they go on vacation. They yeah. go in a hotel. And I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. And she was like, I mean, they say that they don't really get a lot of room to spread out and have their own space. So when they're on vacation, they want to take that space. And I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I've been a big fan of adult bunk beds for some time now. And I think <laughs> it's finally about time that adult bunk beds are going to take off. According to Psychology Today. Recent survey reported more than 30% of Americans admit that they would prefer to sleep apart from their significant others. And it makes a lot of sense because sleeping deeply or not having deep sleep impacts not only your physical wellness, but also your mental wellness. Lack of sleep, as you know, Allie, can cause the following. Irritability. You can just say check out loud if either of us suffer from these things. Okay, well, you, yes. Irritability. Anxiety. Yep. Depression. Mm, yep. Uh, which, of course, we will inevitably take out on our loved ones, the people that we uh, live with on a regular basis. So done sometimes the bad sleep leads to the irritability, which leads to fighting, which leads to more bad sleep, and it's the vicious sleep cycle. In particular, romantic relationships suffer mostly because there is a correlation between lack of sleep and lack of... Guess. Lack of sleep and lack of rest? No, you dummy. It's the same thing. Lack of sexual intimacy, the most important thing. Well, yeah, but then what are you supposed to do, Kevin? Because you can't just sleep on the couch for the rest of your life, and then the other options are I made the same argument. That's so funny. I said the exact same thing before. (laughs) So what are you supposed to do? Get another bed? I, I mean, like, you're supposed... That's the thing that's kind of sad. It's that at the end of the night, you're going, all right, well, I'm going to take off now. See ya in the morning, and then you just go and... Like, do you snuggle for a little while or watch a show and then you, when it's time to sleep, you go into your own room? Um, Or are you going to get two beds that are in the same room? We have not thought that far in advance just yet. I think that that's probably the next step. Well, your sleep divorce lawyer will help you with that. Yeah, I think when my 
I think we're going to start with a sleep trial separation, and then we're going to go to sleep divorce. <laughs> um, I think when my daughter uh, transitions from her crib into a bed, I think I get the crib. I think that's how it works. <laughs> so I just kind of go That'll back. That'll help your neck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to get into the crib, and uh, and basically I'll, you know, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> a crib built for a, a one-year-old, I'll be crammed up in that thing like a little cage. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that... Uh, I think that it's interesting that the the man always has to go sleep on the couch. It is sexist, right? I do. I think that because when my mom was married to dad number two, he had allergies that would keep him up throughout the evening. Right. And I guess it's because the, the person that's doing the thing that disrupts the sleep has to go out on the couch. But that seems to always be the guy. Yeah, it's unfair that and, way. But uh, the only time that I get up in the middle of the night is when, because Katie has this habit where she will get up and go eat something in the middle of the night. And that bothers me because I can hear the fridge opening and I can hear the <laughs> containers and I can hear all that stuff. And then I hear I can her hear chewing. The moaning, and, then, and, then, and I realize <laughs> she's eating my best friend from high school. I'm like, how could you do this to me while I'm sleeping? <laughs> I needed something to eat. That's gross. Uh, then she goes back into the room and she has to wash it down with a beverage. And then, she's, and then I hear the gulping. And so that wakes me up. But I think that's very minor compared to the problems that your wife probably well, like, neither of us snore as far oh, as I well, can that's tell a good, and listen maybe that's the answer like when you forget about these compatibility nonsense dating apps bumble forget about all that grinder should strictly just be an app called snorer and then and you put people that snore together and people that don't together and that'll solve a lot of problems because and, and I don't listen I don't like to be woken up by someone else snoring either but I guess as a snorer, I can't really do anything about it. And remember, you and I had that contest one time to search for the ugliest snorer. Yeah, that's we right. We had a lot of really bad snores. That's some really funny ones. Funny too. ones, but a lot of them came from. Well, some of them were from dogs, but some of them, a lot of the loud ones, really loud, aggressive. We thought were from men, but they were actually from women. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do you think that if you slept with a snorer, though, that that would wake you up, well, or he, would you just think it was yourself? I would probably think it, I wake myself up with my snores anyway. You do? But here's the irony of my situation. If you're just joining us here on the all new Channel Q, we're talking about sleep divorces, how it's a, a new trend and psychologists are on board with this and they, they say it could actually save a lot of relationships. Not necessarily moving into a different room, but maybe going side by side beds or bunk beds as I've been pushing. Uh, but potentially, yeah, you have your own space. You have your own room. Like uh, maybe you, you build like little sleep cubbies or cubicles or something. Um, here's the irony of it all. My wife and I will be on the couch watching a show. I will inevitably fall asleep during the show, and I will be in the most comfortable. Like To me, that's the best. When you say, I'm going to go to bed, and you go to bed is not nearly as good as if you just fall asleep like unexpectedly. Yeah. Like you yeah, feel yeah. yourself, get your and eyes getting heavy. It's a surprise heavy. sleep. My wife will wake me up and say, all right, let's go to bed now. So she'll wake me up on the couch so that I can go into the bedroom, get into the bed, <laughs> so that when I snore, she can wake me up again just to send me back out to the couch. <laughs> oh, no. Which is the irony of the whole situation. Whereas if she had just you started out in a great position, I was I probably could have slept through the morning. I wouldn't have known. All of a sudden, I would have realized. Well, that's weird. Uh, There's a movie on now. It's the Today Show. But regardless, wouldn't and uh, so passing out on the couch is not the same as sleeping on the couch. Passing out on the couch is great. Yes, sleeping on the couch sucks. But if you can pass out on the couch and that pass out lasts into the morning, yeah, you probably feel great. Yeah, it's the concept of me trying to get comfortable on the couch because you've settled on sleeping on the couch, like, like dragging my blanket through the house, like a like, like Linus, a, like Linus, <laughs> and like a, and then a pillow, and then and then realizing that it, that's the part of it that's like the sad. 
part. Well, you know? and the sad, the other sad part is that all of your family members get their own rooms, and then you are on the couch. On the couch, and yeah. I think your dog probably even gets to sleep on the bed, and the, you don't. The dog took my pillow on the bed. So when you... I went back to get my pillow, the dog was already on it. So I was <laughs> on the couch using a, a sequence throw pillow. So which... you were at the bottom of the total totem pole oh, in your yeah. house, and you're in the most communal room so you are the first to be woken up as soon as anyone else yeah, wakes any up that's crying the other any noise any helicopter that's on me more any than burglars any. and yep, you're I'm, the one that I'm has to guy. deal with it well i feel very bad so anyway uh, good luck congratulations on sleep divorces uh, you'll see a big uptick in these and uh, it's worth having a conversation i didn't know if it, i don't know ali if it's different in a heterosexual relationship versus a homosexual relationship but i i would argue probably not i mean it sounds to me like in i bo- think it is totally different I think ladies are are uh, pe- more peaceful sleepers. Oh, so but what about so you think two guys sleeping together is a disaster? Yeah, oh, and you're okay. snoring all over each other and then hey, having sex. You, me, and God. Am I right? <laughs> Just kidding. We'll be back in a moment. See all new ch- channel Q. Uh, this is drop the subject. More after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. And a well-rested Drop the Subject is back at We Are Channel Q. You can follow the station at We Are Channel Q on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at DTS Show. I feel bad after having this conversation. I feel like I just need to let you take a little nap in the studio. Studio nap. Those oh, are great. That's a great idea. I've been Look, you know, you and I have been a big fan. We've been pushing this agenda for years. I don't know why no one's listening, but... Siestas, bringing those back. Mm. Nap time for adults. Big fan of that. Do you sleeping take, in on Mondays? Are you allowed to take naps now with children? Because your children take naps, so that does that mean that you get to take more naps? Well, you'll you'll learn this if you ever have kids. You think in your mind, this is great. They're going to have a nap every day. I can nap when they nap. But yeah. then you learn pretty quickly. The oh, wait, only, I should shower. The only window you have to do anything for yourself that has to get done, like taxes or anything else, is when they're napping. So now I only nap when I'm supposed to be watching them. Oh. And when they're napping is when I do the other stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I say, go play by those sharp things over there. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> go buy my knife collection. All right. <laughs> um, gay straight movie reviews. We, uh, we did our reviews last week. I watched... Uh, White Man Can't Jump. You watched Call Me By Your Name. And uh, we never assigned new movies, so we need to do that now. Yeah, I didn't realize. People pointed that out to us on Twitter, so we appreciate the interaction, especially when you call us out on things we forgot to do. And uh, suggestions continue to pour through, so thank you for reminding us uh, when we do not do what we're supposed to do, that is when you guys come through and remind us on a DTS show, so thank you. Uh, All right, Gay Straight Movie Reviews. I, as a gay lady, have a certain... uh, I have a certain taste in movies, and Ke- and Kevin, as a straight man, you have completely different taste in movies, so we like to make each other watch these movies and, and learn about each other's culture. So Kevin has to watch uh, ga- inherently gay movies. I have to watch ones that are super straight. So without further ado, do you want to give me your nomination for this week? Well, I'll tell you what I was going to give you, which I'm not, because I wanted to pick a movie that was so straight that it had straight in the title. And I was like, there's a, movie, out of Compton? There's a movie called Straight Talk. But then when I looked into it, I was like, wait a minute, that stars Dolly Parton. That's a gay movie. <laughs> Can't give you that. So I am not going to give you straight talk. I just okay. want you to know that's one of the movies I will not be giving you. Uh, I will tell you the movie I will be giving you uh, in a moment, but you can go first. Uh, all right. 
Well, I last time gave you, I, I like to switch off between gay and lesbian. Last time I gave you Call Me By Your Name, which was about two gay guys. So I'm going to go back to the lady category. I know this will probably, you, you like the lady-centric gay movies. Uh, if I had to pick, my preference is the lady gay movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually going to give you my favorite lesbian movie of all time. Wow, why'd you wait this long? We've been doing this now for like 10 weeks. Well, because I wanted to put you through a little hell before I brought you, you sure to sure did. Yeah. My God, every time we do this is like my hell week. Okay. Natasha Leone, Clea Duvall. Here we go. Melanie Linsky. All right. Uh, Monica Lewinsky. Monica hell yeah. Lewinsky. Um, but I'm a cheerleader. This is my all-time favorite lesbian movie. It is a lesbian comedy. Yes, it is about gay conversion therapy, but this is, you know, 20 years ago when you could actually have a nice light-hearted movie about something like that. And it does have a it does have a very important message, but uh, it is about Natasha Leone is a cheerleader. She thinks that she is completely straight, but her parents think she's super gay, so they sent her to a camp to get straight. And it's there that she realizes that she is a lesbian and that she is in love with Clea Duvall. I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but it's a very exciting movie. RuPaul is in it as a straight man. He is one of the counselors at the um, at the gay conversion therapy play, uh, camp. So it's a very exciting watch, and I cannot wait to see what you think of it. Let me just say, I appreciate that you've decided to give me not only a lesbian movie, but a lesbian movie that has cheerleader in the title. Yeah. It is like you have gone through my browsing history and assigned a movie that fits what I've already been looking at. Yep. Great. Allie, as you know, yesterday uh, was WrestleMania. Yes, I heard that Ronda Rousey did a decent job. Did you know but that? they botched you, the ending. You did know that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I heard about it. I didn't watch it, but I saw a couple of clips, and she looked very hot, but it seems a little bit beneath her, in my opinion. I'm going to give you a movie that has a former wrestler. Oh, no. And a guy that you one time made the worst joke in the history of radio to. His name. Oh, that was not a bad joke. As you know. I stand by that joke. Why are you, know, you bringing this up again? Well, I'm giving you a movie because wrestling is on people's brains. I'm sure it was on your brain. And so I'm going to give you a movie that uh, Jesse the Body Ventura is in. He's the exact same Jesse the Body Ventura that uh, you made an Oreo joke to many years ago. People still talk about it as the worst joke ever. No, um, the movie also stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is about as Moss, ma- excuse me masculine slash macho masculine as I was trying to say of a movie as you will get it is called The Running Man I've never heard of it alright here's the concept is it Rambo? it's not Rambo that's why I told you it's called The Running Man because <laughs> if it was Rambo I'd say it's called Rambo <laughs> The Running Man the concept is quite simple it's the future and the most popular show on television has ex-convicts that are fighting to the death for their freedom it's like an American Gladiator sort of thing, and I know you're going to tell me why this movie is super gay, because it's a lot of guys in spandex that are uh, fighting with each other. But uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is accused of a crime that he did not commit, and oh. he has to fight for his freedom. A so lot it's of like pe- Shawshank Redemption with wrestling? Well, it, it's more like hung- Hunger Games, but... Uh, but gayer? A, but gayer, yes. It's a gayer. <laughs> it's Hunger Games. 
Hunger Games. Uh, anyway, you will watch it. It's a manly, I'm masculine hungry. movie. Are you it's hungry? very violent, <laughs> and it has all sorts of good stuff. I believe it was shot from the '80s, uh, but I think that you will be able to definitely have an interesting take on The Running Man, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, <sighs> Jesse the Body Ventura, and Spandex. I stand by the joke still and um, if anyone has any questions please let me know because I, I think that that was a very creative funny joke um, this movie I'm not really looking forward to because already the premise is the straightest thing ever which is let's find a way to have people fight to the death yeah in the future they're fighting for freedom too I mean they just put it in a bowl a bunch of things that dudes like like cars the future robots fighting violence yeah Schwarzenegger they got it all basketball they just put it all in a, in a bin and then they pull out random words and make them make sense well I think you'll thoroughly enjoy this film there are no naked ladies in it as, at least as much as I remember but I do think one woman does get decapitated so oh. you have that to look forward to Fun. Uh, Allie will be watching The Running Man I'll be watching Cheerleader Lesbian Tales what's it called? <laughs> that's, that's right okay got it Thank God. But I'm a cheerleader. Oh, but I'm a cheerleader. It's funny, because I've already watched a movie called uh, Lesbian Cheerleader But, so it's interesting. We'll be back. Just uh, a word jumble for We you. will rack up the sh- wrap up the show. Jeez, now you got my head. I'm thinking about the cheerleaders. <laughs> my God. We will wrap up the show after this on the all-new Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Bye-bye. That's our time. It's the all-new Channel Q, and this is Drop the Subject. Uh, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on uh, how you look at it, we have to go for now. Yes, and I think Kevin should take a little nappy poo. I'm um, going to take a nappy and a poo, so I will be taking a nappy poo. Thanks for reminding me. The two things on my to-do list now, number one and two, nap and poo. You Just got don't it. do them at the same time. No, no, too late. Mm, gross. Uh, all right. Do you want to go to the Coachella house and celebrate Coachella with us? You can do that. If you just go to wearechannelq.com, you can enter to win access to the Coachella house. There's a whole lineup involved. 1975 will be there. Billie Eilish, I believe, will be there. Solange. Sol- <laughs> I don't think Solange will be there. I don't oh. think she's going to be. I think there are production delays still. Even oh, at the man. House. Um, but you can win access for two into the Coachella Q, uh, the Channel Q Coachella House, which you get exclusive access to interviews, performances. There's a whole poolside thing happening all weekend long. You can feel really, really good about yourself and cool and say that you got to spend the entire weekend at a private house in Coachella Valley. So the only way to win is to go to wearechannelq.com and enter to win. And we can't even tell you where the house is. It's that secret. I've got the address. It's 1738. No, no. Pom- no, oh, okay. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Good <laughs> there luck. There it is. Good <laughs> luck. Have fun. Uh, and that is for this weekend, weekend one of Coachella, which is April 12th through the 14th. So it's not too late. Enter to win now. And All right. Now we must go. All right. It's time for me to nappy poo. Uh, that is Allie right there. It's Kevin right here. And uh, we'll be back again. Do this thing tomorrow, only better. Until then, we say <laughs> to you, bye. Curious.